You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the kind of book movie podcast. I'm your host, Bogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. You talking to me? Um, that's a, a line from, uh, that's a line from Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, um, I wanted to be on brand for tonight's film, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, so rather than provide, provide my own humor, I'm just going to reference movies that you may, you probably have heard of. Which um, is an insane thing to do in a movie geared towards children to reference movies that are 20 to 30 years old in the film. Yeah, so if I reference, like, Cool Hand Luke or, like, Apocalypse Now, that's just me sort of just kind of, like, really fucking it up um, to try and stay on brand for this for this episode. Oh, my God. This was... <laughs> so, I just want to let the listeners know that Pogues and I, uh, two men well into our 30s... Um, went ahead and uh, watched a children's movie that even children didn't like. Yeah, I don't... Re- I, now I remember why I did not remember anything about this movie. <sighs> um, without being asked to by anyone, and without any kind of monetary reward, we went ahead and watched this movie for you, the listening audience. An, uh, an hour so... and 35 minute long movie that felt like it was two hours long. This felt so much longer than the other much more challenging films that we've done right <laughs> as of late. Yeah, it's just, I, I could not believe it. I was like, boy, this is just, I, I figured the movie is roughly 45 minutes. They got done filming it and they were like, uh Oh. And so they just put in like weird ADR over the turtles, like facing the other direction or like, there's so many lines and shots that just don't make it. At one point in the beginning of the movie, April repeats the exact same line she said just five seconds earlier. <laughs> and it was the weird... She's like, I got him this weird Japanese antique thing. And there's a pause and Leonardo goes, hey, April, what's that? And she's like, this weird Japanese... And I was like, what the fuck? You just rewrote the same line? And it was so bizarre. I just thought, boy, this was really... And like the opening horse chase felt like they were like, eh, just make that three minutes long. Wow. We, we really need to hit the 130 hey. mark. That also felt like, hey, we, none of the actors or stuntmen showed up to do the horse fight yes. scene. So could we just get some of the crew, especially some of the crew that may or may not be suffering the after effects of taking too many tranquilizers, and we'll just lure them out on horses that they don't know how to ride, and they can just wave their swords in the air. The That's sword fight was like, there's fan films for Star Wars with better sword fights. Like, it was the most, like... All right, I swing, you hit. We turn and hit the other direction. We t- I was like, they're not even... Nobody fights like that with a sword. You don't gently try to hit the other person's sword. Yeah, it's it's definitely the kind of stage fighting that you would do for kids. Um, I, I noticed something when I was getting my notes together. I, I went to the Wikipedia page for this movie, and I also like I usually like to check out the production section because typically it's like oh you know so and so wrote the script and then moved to this person and then this person was cast and then didn't get you know didn't end up being in it those are like usually interesting little factoids to bring up in an episode Um, rarely does a movie not have that and this movie didn't have it because i think if it was there it would just say you know why you know why this movie got made (laughs) there was just like a picture of like a pile of cocaine and like half a million dollars and you're like that's why it got made it just it just sublinks out to the page cocaine yeah it's just (laughs) like cocaine and product placement oh there's two links here cocaine and apathy interesting uh um, I should also point out though um, while looking that up I noticed that it came out on Laserdisc uh, Laserdisc uh, excuse me and out of curiosity out of 
of curiosity, I googled TMNT3 Laserdisc, and I found one available on eBay for $100. That's not even what this movie's worth to have made. (laughs) Look, I'm I'm a much older man than I was in my 20s, obviously, and I would spend $100 far more carelessly than I would have in my 20s because, you know... It's, a, it's in higher availability. But that is still an absolutely bonkers amount of money to spend on this Even if you movie. were like, oh, I collect Laserdisc. Yeah. I think you would be like, well, not that Laserdisc. Oof. Uh, uh, that's... Um... And this movie, I don't, I don't even know how to describe. So, like, the movie takes place in feudal Japan. But the yeah. person they got to write it this knowledge of feudal Japan was based off of like a paragraph from like a National Geographic or something in which he was like, samurai used to protect, you know, old lords, which were referred to as daimyo. They lived in castles. This movie has no clue what anything about like Japanese history, Japanese culture. It is the most bizarre, weird. At one point, like it felt like, they didn't know that Japan and China were two separate countries because they have like these quote unquote priests that are running around, but they're dressed more like the priest in like a Chinese court than like one. I mean, they would be called priests, but like, you know, they weren't dressed like Buddhist monks or Shinto monks. So I don't know where they got the costumes for them, but they appear to just live in this guy's house and they keep talking about guns as if like they're the most absurd thing. By 1600, there's a lot of guns in Japan. It's literally how uh, Tokugawa Yezu eventually took control of Japan and then outlawed guns so nobody could fight them. You know, I was going to do a bit where I asked you if your time playing Total War Shogun could possibly inform this uh, podcast. Ha. I, I didn't have to lead you to that at all. <laughs> Joke's on you. I knew all that, and that's what made me want to play Togen Sh- Sh- Total War Shogun. I love feudal Japanese history. I find now, he- it... Here's the bizarre time thing. period. You, you love feudal Japanese war history. I certainly find it interesting. I would absolutely sit down and watch a documentary on it. You know who wouldn't? Any children. Yes. Any children. No, here's the thing. I think kids would be it. Because that's when I was into really into samurais. I was like, fifth, like 12, 13. I was really into samurai. And I feel like it's there. But this movie doesn't really have anything to do with samurai. Like... The turtles wear cool samurai armor, but nobody else does. So you think you would make everybody wear it because samurai armor is really neat looking. It's really bizarre, but like the movie is visually unappealing. Uh, the turtles are super creepy in this one. Yeah, I, I'll Their have a, eyes I have, are I have a number of upsetting. things. I have a number of things to say about the animatronic work, which has somehow gone down steeply. But yes. more importantly, I, I just have to figure out. Other than cocaine and apathy, which we've already applied, and by the way, I want on a T-shirt. Um, but what I wanted, to, <laughs> I what I wanted to, to to consider is the fact that this is the third movie. Now, the second movie did fine. Obviously, the the sort of the sequel like problem was starting to play into this um, uh, this this franchise, which seemed to have been almost an accidental cult hit with the first one, considering how fucking low budget it was. But it seemed like they had an opportunity to try and come back strong in the third movie and keep this thing, this cash cow going, right? And yeah. I don't understand what happened because the, the the turtles have a pretty reasonably understood villain, like uh, uh, 
Yeah, the shredder. And you the got foot, shredder. Yeah. You got the foot. You got like fucking. Uh, 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 I'm I'm now spacing all. Kang. Yeah, yeah. Krang. Yeah. I mean, Krang, Krang and whatnot. Krang, yeah. You have a whole number of villains uh, the, to go the, with. Doctor Fly. I forget what his name is. Uh, Baxter. Yeah, Doctor uh, Baxter. Something. Uh, but it has like fly in it because it's real lazy. I'm sure there's people screaming at their. Uh, Screaming into their ear, ear uh, their earbuds, AirPods right now, uh, trying to answer a question. But 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 also at the end of the second one, Super Shredder is only seen to be like pinned under a collapsing dock, which is he's like, dead. W- 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 that's what that, we understand now. Yeah, th- that's usually movie equivalent to being like they're fine. Well, if, see, if the villain if, if the like... villain disappears into rubble or falls off a cliff, they've lived. We know this. Yeah. And so there's lots of opportunities, many, many, many threads for TMNT three to take, but instead they're like, what if, what if April well, showed up with the biggest MacGuffin in the world? <laughs> I felt like what happened was somebody, like at the studio, they went and they're like, here's the like the spec script for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three, and like you know we're this one's gonna be like we're gonna scale down the production because the second movie made money, but we don't know if there's enough of a market left. You know we're starting to you know 93 or whatever yeah 93 when this movie came out the turtle mania is sort of like coasting and maybe going down a little so i feel like they're like let's make this one cheaper or something or who knows maybe they spent more money but i feel like some studio exec was like no you can't do the shredder guy again you can't do the guy with the claw hands you know and he was like come up with something new and they were just like i don't know they go to feudal japan he was like do it you know i mean it just doesn't yeah they could like why not introduce krang why not have it, you know, or here's the other thing I thought was insane. If you're going to have him travel back to feudal Japan, why wasn't the bad guy the foot? Like, they're a ninja organization that's supposed to have existed for centuries. So why wouldn't it have been a better plot if they went back and, like, the kid who got teleported was like, oh, my God, my father's castle is besieged by the foot. I need help. Wouldn't that have been more interesting? Because then it would at least tie it into the the Turtles movies. As it yeah. is, they're just like, There's a lot my of dad's insanity. a dick, I guess. He never really seems to do anything dickish. There's just a group of rebels that don't like him. But we've never seen him actually do anything that would make you think, oh, this guy's not he a good behaves, lord. He behaves as a lord probably would in, 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 in attacking uh random like people that well, show up in his own his yeah, own here's the armor, crazy thing stolen if, armor if you watch the movie there's only one battle and it's not 100 sure who started the battle that you actually see otherwise the rebels are constantly attacking him he seems to just be a guy who has rebels in his territory and they never set him up as being a dick because he's even like his son sides with the enemy and he's still just like well just Go inside the house. I'll talk to you. Like, he doesn't, he's like, like we're going to kill you. So it's really weird. They don't really do anything to establish the father is really that bad of a guy. I mean, I'll, I'll do it, folks. I'll say it. I mean, I'll say it. Lord Norinaga did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. He had to tax them, all right? It's not his decision. The Shogun demanded You're it. totally right, though, because the existing, I know it's a children's movie, so and I understand that, but the options for, like, tethering this to the interesting things from TMNT, because children are fans of, like, this stuff. They like the characters they recognize. They like references to characters they recognize. Why not have Origins of the Foot Clan here? Why not have... Uh, like, like, just sort of like an ancestor of Shredder. It's super yes, lame. Yeah, like a feudal version. And then you realize, like, Shredder is, like, uh, you know, give it, like, the Japanese name or whatever. But, like, oh, it's not his name. 
it's right, like it's a, his it's a, position it's a, in the clan. It's a dread, a dread pirate Roberts thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, or or even the fact that Splinter trained with um in modern times trained with a uh, with a with a uh, a master in Japan, and so that the lineage there could be referenced. And there's a number of things that could come up. I don't know why Splinter was cut out of all like the Japan stuff, considering he's the only one who knew a fucking well, thing about it. I th- I think we both know why he was cut out of this because somewhere during between. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, they lost the puppet, and then just somebody brought in, like, a, <laughs> a stuffed rat, and was just like, good enough, we'll film him at a distance. He can't move at all. His hands don't no. move. They're, like, little, like, plastic hands. His He has, like, no animatronics, because I guess they spent all the money on making the turtle's eyes always look like they've just come off of, like, a cocaine binge and murdered someone. Their eyes are always, like, super wide open. It's you could, deeply upsetting. You could press stop and pause at any moment in this movie in which the turtle's faces can be seen, and you will have created a nightmare. You will oh, have, yes. You will have formed someone's sleep paralysis monster right in an instant. It, it, it is infallible how easy it is they are bad like we did bits in the first two movies about like oh you can see the actress face through the mouth and it's terrifying or uh Raphael does some dumb shit and is like i get stuck in the second one but the third one it's like in the opening scene my first note is like holy fuck because like Donatello has like a thousand yard stare as his like eyelids yes. don't close and he just he steps off and delivers an entire line with like the widest eyes I've ever seen yeah, that's the other weird the other weird thing about the animatronics is they decided, you know what would make the turtles more uh I guess cute is to give them a gigantic row of one solid piece of tooth that's just gently indented, not like separate teeth. So when you look at them, it's like they just have one solid piece of tooth and it like they're like 3 inches big. So sometimes you'll look at them. There's a scene where Leonardo's supposed to be smiling and you can see all of his teeth. He looks like he's ready to like maul the person in front of him to death. Like it's so unsettling to see that much teeth. And like they either should have made them not defined at all, just made it one like, you know, curved piece with no indentation or made them individual teeth. Going the weird like half-assed way between those, oh, was not a good choice. It's a lot of effort that they must have went through in like in some of the construction of those helmets, those heads. Which I think was entirely wasted because I know for a fact that like the actors, the the stuntmen struggled to use the to, to maneuver with those fucking heads on. Um, and they managed to do some okay stuff. I mean, they're riding horses. Yeah, and those fucking I things think I think armor. they fixed them. So in the second, in the first movie, all the animatronics are in their shell to control their heads. In the second movie, they put them in their heads, and they seriously injured like three of the four turtle stuntmen because they were so top heavy they would fall over during stunts. So I think in this one, they moved the animatronics back to the shell, but they made the animatronics so much creepier. <laughs> so it's like a weird toss-up. But yeah, like, they look pretty decent, other than, like, I, I thought what was weird is, like, our introduction to the Turtles is them, like, basically doing the dance from Breakfast Club. And I was like, who do you think is, like, a young child, especially, like, the Turtles really, let's face it, you know, they mostly appeal to men, or to boys. So it's like, do you think a lot of young, like, eight to like 14 year old boys were like ah we just finished breakfast club let's go watch teenage mutant ninja turtles 3 you know what i mean like the 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 dance sequence was like this is not a good you can't make references to stuff that no one's gonna know what the fuck it is 
Um, the, the, like the 13-year-olds have a couple of, of ideas in their empty heads. That is the demographic you have. One, yes. girls are gross currently. Uh, two, uh, I like uh, I like toys that make lots of loud sounds. Three, the turtles use weapons, and I would like a weapon. Four, yes. feudal Japan is infinitely interesting, and I'd like to learn more. These are the things that all 13-year-old boys are thinking, right? I mean, that's yeah. your perspective, well, right, folks? Well, that was my yeah. That, that was really no. <laughs> I didn't like toys that made a lot of noise. No, but I mean, like, it does feel like, though, they were like, all right, what are kids into? Complicated plots about, like, feudal economics and rebels. Should we actually explain it, though, so they know what's going on? No, because that's universal. All kids know about the struggle of feudal, you know, feudal hierarchies. You know, it's so weird, because I started thinking about it after the movie was over, and I thought, Noringa really did do anything that made you think... Oh, you know, there was, like, no scene where he, like, kicked a puppy or was, like, you know, dipped that guy in acid. You know, there was no scene that set him up as being a bad guy other than he seemed to want to just get his son. Who, we're told, is siding with the enemy, but we don't know who the enemy is. Yeah, it's... <laughs> this is this is very true. And, and, and then the movie, uh, as it kicks off with, as you pointed out, awkward dance sequences it, it suffers another one of its problems which is like <laughs> there are ways to slowly introduce plot elements kind of set some of the boundaries of like magic you've got it going on or sci-fi or whatever um this movie <laughs> had perhaps maybe the, one of the worst exposition dumps i've seen in the history of cinema <laughs> where yeah, i mean like i don't even know how to describe how they set this film up because yeah, the whole like the whole like magical time teleportation go, uh, occurs, which I want to also ask questions about. And as soon as it's done, they stand around and go, "Well, as fe- as best as we can assess." <laughs> yeah, this, he says this, this lamp flip takes you the back cosine. in time. <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then yeah, so it is like insane. So she gets this shitty looking lamp post prop that when she holds it, it teleports her to feudal Japan, and this guy comes over, and then. They're like, okay, Donatello looks at it and it's like, all right, here's how it works. Somebody else has to be touching it and you have to weigh the same amount, which seemed like such a bizarre thing to include because there's no way a person weighs as much as a turtle, like a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, because that shell has to weigh like 30 or 40 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of shell. Yeah, and it, I'm confused by the other thing There's no reason mentioned. for that to be in there. Uh, the other thing that you mentioned, which is that somebody else has to be holding it. Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> what I, what yes. what do you mean? Time is linear. What are you talking about? <laughs> like what what are well, you the, implying? The thing that I thought was even more insane was so they were like, oh, somebody has to touch it, which I was like, all right, that's circumspect on a lot of levels. But the thing that got me even more was the guy, the Lord whatever Nora Rongo or whatever the fuck his name was. Uh, sent his honor guard out which is just four people that's a real garbage honor guard uh and i guess they were all holding on to it while they were riding horses because they all get sucked through when the turtles go through and they all and it was also weird they were like oh you take over their clothes why like why wouldn't you just show up in your clothes yeah same way can't keep your clothes kenshin shows up rules are bizarre Kenshin shows up and he gets to keep his katana and April keeps her Walkman. Okay. But again, I need to reiterate. If someone is grasping it in Field Japan, why would it be lighting up at 
four, you know, at four o'clock in was the a... afternoon on yeah. a Tuesday in New York in 1994. Like, what? And that's the what, problem is, like, they don't really those... explain how <laughs> it, it works. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, if, if if when he's grabbing it, if if he's grabbing it in feudal Japan, and that means that the the lamp in all other you know periods of time going on would just light up, which means that lamp would just be lit up forever as long as someone was touching it. Like it doesn't make any sense. It should be lit up at all times, right? Like there's nothing about when he's touching it then and when he's touching it in feudal Japan. Like this is, what, and those, and those, I think, those don't make sense. I think the idea was supposed to be because they specifically say it's 1603. And it's 1993. Maybe, so I was like, yeah, maybe oh, it's, maybe it's supposed to be like every 300 and whatever years. But I thought... Maybe it was the same days, like the same uh, if they'd third explain, year but, of like, the century. Uh, yeah, I guess. Maybe. It, like, it would make sense if they had set that up. But instead they told us that your clothes won't go. And it was just weird stuff yeah. that they were like, oh, you have to be the same weight. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And it serves no purpose. Why are you not just explaining why it is? Like, because I thought the same thing. I was like... Why is it linked to only this specific time? And in... then, as if to make this, this strange styrofoam scene where they're just sort of like literally taking, it's as if like Raphael just like picked up or like like Leonardo picked up the notes that the director had written to try and like just suss out the outline of like the plot of the movie and was just reading them like bullet point by bullet point. And then fucking, fucking, um, uh, fucking uh, uh, Casey Jones walks in and they all like turn around and they go Casey and, he, and like a guitar riff plays in the background yeah and then he it... has like one little bit for each one of them which was yeah. like weird do you know what it felt like that in that moment after like that exposition after that bad exposition dump of writing where like they were trying to like hurry through all this like annoying plot so they could have a guest appearance of Casey Jones it felt like in like old tv shows that went on for way too many seasons and they ran out of ideas and they just started interjecting celebrities you know what i mean yeah or they would just like bring in like a new character yeah they're just like oh and 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 now it's uh and now it's bob hopes here interesting like 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 that's what it felt like when casey jones it also sort of felt like uh like when he comes in there's like a moment where they just show him which i i feel like his scenes with the turtles were filmed at a different time because he's like never in a shot with them he that like, is yeah so i was like true. oh because he also appears as a character in the past with a different haircut and so i was like oh they didn't just put a wig on him like did they make him like did he film all of his stuff with his long hair like two months before the movie started and then grew a beard and then appeared like in the later scenes and so that's why because he like walks in there's just a moment where he stands there as if like he's kramer walking into a room you know and he's like waiting for the applause break but it just never comes because no one gives a shit yeah it 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 it, it plays exactly like that like a strange like sitcom-y entrance um it it is bizarre bizarrely awkward and i know this sounds like a lot of nitpicking for a children's film but it's again it's an hour and a half and the time they spend is either rushed exposition or long drawn out like comic physical comedy that i don't think could amuse anyone <laughs> I mean, yeah there's also like like at one point too at the very beginning just like as here's a comedy beat for them april brings everybody gifts from a flea market she went to before she's going on vacation she's leaving her apartment to be watched by the turtles which seems like a weird plan but the thing she buys michelangelo is like a hawaiian themed lampshade and he puts it on and says, oh, hey, I'm like Elvis. 
who what kid do you really think saw that elvis movie you know what i mean like the guy writing it was like well this is a universal everyone knows whatever the i forget what it's even called the hawaiian movie with elvis presley where he puts a lampshade on his head it's like i don't think this is a universal reference that you that you would think kids will 100 percent of this and that's the level of all of the jokes is they're either jokes no one would get or references to things that no one cares about yeah they're, they're, they're barely references that i get and i'm far too old to have watched this movie yeah there was a couple of times where i was like I, when they said the elvis thing i was like i don't know what the fuck that's a reference <laughs> and then at the end they they call back to it and splinter's like oh i'm like elvis presley in you know hawaiian vacation or whatever it's called He's like, ah, oh, it was on cable. And I was like, wait, are you now explaining why he's seen the movie? <laughs> like, we still don't understand why the time travel works, but at least I've solved how, you know, Splinter saw an Elvis Presley movie. Um, it, it, so as we get through this awkward opening and finally the sequence is complete, um, April is transported back in time and replaced by, you know, one of the core members of this, or, or the son of the, uh, of the Lord and, um, four of his honor guard come to New York to replace uh, the Turtles and sending them to feudal Japan proper. Uh, again, just a strange comedy of errors, just characters bumping into each other, falling into mud pits, uh, delivering like one-liners from Wayne's World for no reason. Like, just that an absolute, one was the weirdest of all of them. Just absolute chaos. Um, and then they eventually, like, you know, they find April, who is immediately sexualized, which I cannot get behind, and I cannot reiterate more enough times in this this podcast on tmnt episodes please do not make horny turtles don't yes make uh, at horny one point turtles. later they're horny for yeah when she's like pulling the pants off yeah please don't make horny turtles please don't make horny turtles again that's a shirt but don't make horny turtles is what i'm trying to get it, it was really here. when they go swing and then like air hump i was like oh I don't, I don't like this at all. Also, is, I noticed that in the '90s, like every joke is calling somebody fat. Yep, that is like, a huge like, like thing. Like the the overweight uh, prison guard. There's about I don't know six thousand jokes about him being overweight. It was so aggressive. Um, but as soon as we get back into 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 feudal Japan, I was prepared for like i was prepared for some of like the same bits i've seen in other movies like um you know where people get thrust back in time to some random period for comedic effect like uh what's the movie uh is it black knight is that where uh what's his name is chucked back into the medieval times uh i think it is. oh maybe um, but but uh 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 like i was expecting uh, yes, it is. It is. It is uh, Martin Lawrence going back to medieval times. I was right, Black Knight. Um, I was expecting lots of these moments, but like right away, right away, she's uh, uh, April is captured, uh, and she has like I think her Walkman on her, which I thought yes. was going to be an opportunity for her to like demonstrate some sort of future power or something. No, they they destroy it, and she's in prison, which is I have to be clear, it's boring. Yes, it's <laughs> one two is they're like they're like she's a witch. Like I bet this is there were there wasn't like witch hunts in feudal Japan. You guys are confusing medieval Europe for medieval Japan. They're two separate areas. Yeah, and like it is also weird. They're like, "What'd you do with my son?" She's like, "Well, I I didn't do anything to your son. Uh, what'd you do with the scepter? Well, we trade places or whatever." And he's just like, "Hmm, 
It's like, well, I mean, maybe you could ask her some questions instead of just torturing her, putting her in a cage. It was, yeah, yeah, just so bizarre. There's nothing for April to do in this movie, which is, of course, no surprise. There rarely is. But, but yeah, even an opportunity where she could do something interesting because she's from the future. She knows things they don't know. She's got, like, her Walkman. She could have had other things on her. Now, she's just, she's pulled in front of, uh, she's pulled, she's pulled in front of the Lord who immediately accuses her of being a witch. No, no one believes that anything she's saying she's thrown in prison where she's threatened with sexual assault and that is the end of april's entire participa- participation in the story from well, until on, she takes until she cuts the bottom off of her uh i feel yeah. those kind of pants are called yeah for the rest of the movie she will just be weirdly sexualized and kind of idle off to the side of scenes and go woo that is the rest of April O'Neil for the rest of this movie which again is both until the end a- where she's just like i want to go home yeah, okay. it, it is both. It is both pretty offensive, but also bo- boring from from a movie watching yeah. perspective. There's nothing fun to see because she's in, she's on screen frequently, and when you know when she's on screen, you can just go grab a snack because nothing is going to happen. Uh, and unfortunately, that's also the case for most of the movie because there are three fights in a turtles movie that's kind of the whole thing is they fight yeah, well, the fights are like i don't know I, I give credit to the people in the suits for doing the stunts but it's also one of those weird things where the leonardo carries swords yet he never hits anybody with them he just kicks people and then you just think why are you carrying the swords then <laughs> like you know what i mean just just you know kick people Leave your hands free. I will the say the fights are pretty boring. Uh, yeah, I will say in 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 respect to the movie, I think this movie did a better job with some of the fights than two did because it was such a bizarre arc with these movies. Because one was a little gritty for a kids' movie. You know, there was like mm-hmm. there was a lot more. Still, fighting. still no real killing. Still except no for the possible death of Shredder. Yeah, still no like like decapitation or like massive people being like cut across the chest or something but they 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 draw their weapons and they use them in fights with people who also have weapons the second one showed exactly what they're going to do because in the opening they're in like a toy store like playing with like foam yes mats. hitting people it's, with like yeah <laughs> like so you're like oh okay i get it the third one's a little braver you know they go back to using the weapons the enemies oh there's lots of people with you know obviously with uh with swords and there's lots of sword fighting and some of the fights are fine um I, I was impressed at a couple of choice moments by the stunt people who were able to do like, like, like serious kicks that I couldn't do in my best day. Yeah, I mean, I, I give credit to those guys in the suits. And the there suits was a couple of moments where I was like, must like have been pretty flexible. Yeah, there was like full like over the head spin kicks, and I was like, how did you pull that off in that suit? And then merged into like another move. So there is some genuine like prowess in the stunt department that's worthy i think it's probably the 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 only though is like you watch them do like a really impressive kick and you're like that's impressive but the result of the kick is a guy runs forward stops and waits for him to jump up and do the kick like it's not like the fights aren't dynamic because they're so awkwardly staged and you really there's just not a lot going on even during the fights they're sort of just meh it's a weird i don't know but let's let's talk real quick. We haven't hit on this. Uh, one of the there's two villains in this movie for some reason, and uh, the second villain is boy I don't know how to describe this. A guy who looks like he is a drawing of like 
Magellan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's wearing an outfit that I don't think people ever wore, except for in like Shakespeare plays. Uh, uh, Michelangelo accuses him of looking like, um, looking like Clint Eastwood, which I didn't agree with at any point in the movie. Yes, <laughs> that guy would look like Clint Eastwood if Clint Eastwood gained a decent amount of weight and then had reconstructive facial surgery. <laughs> Like he looked at, like it would be like me saying Ben looks a lot like Clint Eastwood in the sense that they're both men <laughs> and men have eyes hair. and have hair. Yeah. yeah, no, no, this is this is it's very strange. And I guess he's playing. I mean, he's playing the sort of imperialist showing up and you know selling guns and and bringing that modern technology and, and mm-hmm. helping to collapse feudal Japan. And but like again, that is not of interest. <laughs> i would say most the thing that is weird yeah is one it is really not of interest i was a weird child thanks for bringing it up but the thing that is weird is if you're going to include this stuff you have to explain it you can't just throw it in and expect children to have any clue what's going on he's like i don't want to buy your guns he's like you need my guns he's like i don't want to buy your guns all right i'll buy your guns why is this interesting? Why everybody watching is probably like, why wouldn't he just buy the guns? Because you're not explaining. He has no reason not to buy them. He yeah, just this, says he won't. This has real. Let's negotiate with the trade federation vibes. As in, why? Why did you inject, at least, inject this at least boring the trade shit federation into thing? Kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, like kids do not want to hear a British imperialist argue the terms of a contract for gold and guns. And is, his character is pointless. His character yeah. could have just been Nora Ringo. Yeah, you know I mean, like, yeah, it could have just been is, Nora Ringo was trying to villain. get the staff back. His extra appearance serves no purpose whatsoever, other than for some weird joke about how he likes to keep finches or something, which did not pay off at all. I, no, that was a weird constant that they kept bringing up throughout the movie for some we, bizarre reason. So he also has, I mean. As a child, I knew this. Uh, it was the Portuguese who started trading with the Japanese. He did not sound Portuguese. I'm just being a dick. No, but uh, his accent was of a questionable origin, I thought. And then the guy who played Casey Jones showed up. And boy, his accent was... I don't know, whatever it sounded like, we'll just go with that. I mean, his he had the worst, like, ye old accent I've ever heard people working ren fairs selling you chicken legs sound more like they're from england <laughs> or ireland than this guy did i yeah, it was it's... i think he was supposed to be irish i think that's what he was trying to I do have, I, but it I was the worst accent i've ever heard what they were and, having this man do and then this was the thing all right he's played it's the actor who plays casey jones and at one point april mistakes oh him for who yeah. knows what reason why didn't that come up at all like why didn't it play but, off yeah that they, and this yeah this know, is this is this is sticks with what i said earlier it's like there are there were so many ties that you could have gone to like the foot clan like splinter any of these characters casey jones has the least to do with japan so why why you pretend that he had i guess their implication is that he had an ancestor but that's my point is, it's again, just something that's never mentioned. Yeah. None of the turtles it are like, you up. look identical to the a friend of ours, except for you're balding and you have a terrible beard. Also, you're doing the worst accent I've ever heard in my life. And, and that's saying it compared to his over-the-top Jersey and accent. And this character, 
who's with them for a while. He is, you know, he's, he's, he escapes prison with, with April and he becomes sort of part of the band for act two only to have a useless, like double twit, like the double cross in act three. But more importantly, at some point he asks April if he can go with her. Yeah. And he says, take me with you. There's genuinely something interesting there where it's implied that he's like, you know, he, he, he joined this band of imperialists, uh, like, you know, ravaging through Japan. And I, I guess grew a conscience was the vibe that was being pitched because that's what got him thrown in prison. And now he finds no home here and wants to travel to the future where, you know, certainly he'd be out of, uh, you know, out of, uh, out of sync. But that's interesting. It's not turtles. So I guess it's not relevant, but it's interesting. Yeah, but it would have been something. And then, like, his double cross at the end where it's like, oh, guess what? It's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, his, you know what I mean? His, I, I don't know, it was just so bizarre because it's like, I, I don't understand why you think I would care that, like, like we were supposed to be, like, blown away that this dude double, you know what I mean? It's just so weird. Nor does it make sense because clearly he's looking for footing somewhere. And and it seems like he genuinely had a disagreement with the his no I, that's I guess that's supposed to be the thing is that the whole time he was he was put in prison to I guess try to befriend her by not talking to her at all, um, that like that was it like it was all a huge setup for some unknown reason. And it just felt like it was so pointless because it was like, all right, so when he double crosses, like I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't doesn't deliver any fun or surprise. It, it, it in fact only serves to derail an interesting an interesting direction that his character was going, um, and leave us and leave us with nothing. <laughs> yeah, just um, so pointless. It was just. But now it was Pope, one of many confusing parts. But I I do want to talk about perhaps the only thing I liked. Uh, the thing they kept returning to was that for no reason at all because of the strange rules that they set up um uh with the time travel the turtles can't just go back in time they have to be replaced by four um members from future japan which happen to be i guess some pretty beefy honor guards who have to weigh a lot because those turtles look heavy yeah Um, yeah but but they come to to new york where they're sort of wrangled by uh the first guy to arrive the the lord's son and um and uh fucking case jones that those scenes were so dumb, but I liked them more than what was happening in Japan. Like, I liked the idea of these four hapless, like, like warriors, like priest warriors, who were learning about hockey and, like, going to the bar. That was so much more fun to me than anything that was going on in Japan. And I wanted to just, like, stay in that scene for, like, more of the movie. Um, I'd rather watch a movie about four, four, four samurai that have to figure out '90s Brooklyn than I would what was going on in Japan. Yeah, I, I, I don't really agree with you there because I found the, the entire movie unwatchable. But yeah, at least it was something going on. You know, I somewhat. It was just I don't know. There was so much in this movie that just felt like they didn't really have any idea of what to do and then they just half-assed it when they had an idea and then they're like should we connect any of this and they're like i don't think so nobody's gonna follow through because yeah it would have been more interesting had they done anything with uh those characters like you know i mean they sort of at the very end point out that uh that like they didn't want to go back or whatever but it was like not a particularly 
I don't know. It was just so weird. I can't even think. Like, I don't even know how to describe it because it was just so dumb. Uh, the one thing, though, that I feel like we need to talk about real quick is the most disturbing scene possibly in cinema history. Something that will give me nightmares for years to come. Uh, do you want to guess what scene I'm talking about? You know, I, I thought I covered all the things that freaked me out in this movie, so I, I have to leave it to you. Uh, the scene where Leonardo gives mouth-to-mouth to a child. Oh, yeah. For that, two full minutes. and he happen, huh? He goes to give it mouth-to-mouth, and keep in mind these heads have, like, human heads inside of them. So they're, like, really big heads. It looks like he is eating an entire child's head <laughs> when he does it. And every time he pulls up, he has this, like, frantic look. Like, he just murdered this child <laughs> and is, like, I don't know, getting ready to touch himself or something. I mean, it's it, I was just so creeped out. And they kept making it happen. I was like, please quit going back to this shot. It, oh, it was deeply upsetting to me. I was I was genuinely creeped out. Uh, <laughs> I, now I'm reliving the scene in my head, and I'm a little yeah. Upset. I mean, it looks like he is eating this child's head. It's so upsetting. Uh, yeah, it's it's bizarre. This this sort of like anomaly in 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 in, in time and space because as we specified at the beginning, it's a shorter film compared to some of the stuff that we watch. You know, an hour thirty six minutes. You know, hack off some time for lead in and credits, and it's a pretty short movie. Um, that said, it felt like forever, but also led to probably the least amount of notes I've ever taken because of the absence of anything of interest taking place. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, most of my notes were like, oh, boy, Splinter looks like shit. Uh, <laughs> what's with these disturbing eye mechanics? I'm try- I am I don't have my notes with me, and I, I'm trying to remember what all... Because was, it was mostly just writing down, what the fuck? I don't understand what's happening. Why is this going on? Why is the dungeon high enough that you could go down a chute and come out outside? That's not how dungeons work. <laughs> dungeons are usually in the basement of something. That's what the word dungeon, you know, it's implied that it's below ground. Uh, there was just weird things. Where I can't, there was just a few more. Like, oh, here was something that I thought was insane. Also, folks, to, to, to just tack on to that, if you've got a chute for waste, um, which they did not they did not specify enough, that was a waste chute. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're traversing down. It should have been way grosser. But... Um, that is a shoot for waste. It does not need to be the size of four turtles. Like, it, yes. <laughs> four anthropomorphic turtles. Also, it can be the size uh, of, you know, waste. This was, this was one of those things that really bugged me as, you know, a child feudal Japanese history. Uh, they didn't have those in feudal Japan. <laughs> That's not how they eliminated waste. Those things are like privy holes that are on medieval castles in Europe. Yeah. Where they yeah, would yeah. literally just dump shit onto the ground because they didn't realize being around feces was bad for like, they would literally dump it in the center of the square around the keep because they were like, well, it's not inside anymore. Well, I think, I think the jury's still out about living around feces. Let's not I don't think it is. <laughs> but yeah, there was just, I don't know. Why, yeah, it is like gigantic. Like, a, a, several people could walk up through it. It was like air ducts in movies where they're always like so big a person can go through them. Uh, it's just... It, it, does, it, does, it does faint to be like... Does your trash compactor room really need to be this big? <laughs> like, does it yeah. truly need to be this big? <laughs> um, uh, uh, but yeah, you would expect... I mean, the, generally to sum it up, some of the problems that you get are surprising, which is that you have a 
a, a franchise like the Turtles, which is about fighting, and then you have Feudal Japan, which was basically all fighting all the time. Yeah, yeah, especially the time period they picked. It was literal yeah. constant fighting. To, to have three fights, most of which took place without Michelangelo, a fan favorite, because he was just off on some side story to meet a child, I guess. Um, it, it's it's so strange because the fights are short. There's brief moments of impressive uh, stuntman work here and there, but generally they're short, awkward, uh, yes. like overly, over overly, very quickly, or over, oh, yeah, cr- un- you're unaware quickly. of what exactly is happening. And and so, like in the final fight scene, it's really impossible to tell what's even happening. The turtles just occasionally run in and kick somebody, and you're like, wait, was that a bad guy? Because he looks like he's dressed the same as the non-bad guys. Yeah, I, I, there there are tons of really interesting like weapons from feudal japan that could have just made it in there even if they weren't like historically accurate or used very much because like nunchucks aren't used very much but like uh, or at all uh they could have in- introduced some of that but no it's just like a bunch of guys with swords who don't know how to use them yeah there just really isn't um there really isn't a lot i mean there's like one cool moment where like uh uh, uh the, the 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 woman from the rebels like attempts to shoot an arrow and uh Raphael, like hits it with a sigh and breaks the arrow while she's still got it like yeah uh, knocked in the bow and like stuff like that is neat like give me a little more of that like those are interesting sequences to show but that's like the only time anyone does anything cool in a fight scene until the very end of the movie um and there's sort of like the main problem i think with the movie is even like i know people are probably like this is a kid's movie you guys are really expensive. but like <laughs> here's my problem it's her job yeah it, also this is a comedy podcast but also i mean my problem is is like kids aren't that dumb you know what I mean? Like, you can figure out roughly uh, the plot of a film. You know, even as a child, they introduce so much stuff and explain none of it, which I think would make it harder for a kid to watch. Because there's uh, they do this thing where at one point uh, they find a scroll which talks about how turtles came back and like showed up earlier and defeated this guy's ancestors. What what was that? Yeah, was there another not, group of mutant turtles? Like they never. Not, I was like, are they going to travel back in, in time? Yeah, are you are you hyping up another time traveling sequel? Because please don't, please don't. Yeah, I just could not figure that out, and I just thought, why include like? And that was my problem with the entire movie is they never bothered. Like the only thing they bothered to explain was that the same amount of weight needs to be transferred and your clothes don't go and they spent like too much time on that but not explaining why it only works right now like you said why is it in 1993 uh new york um what exactly is going on why the father is 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 a bad daimyo they never really explained that why the gun storyline needs to be in there at all um why the rebels are angry uh they appear also just to be living in a village, so it seems like it'd be really easy to root out the rebels. They just live in a village. You could find them. Super easy. Like, it was a very big village near a water supply. I think you could have tracked them down. But And then, like, the scroll thing, it was just all these weird things that they never bothered to explain. And I couldn't figure out why waste the time of putting that in. You know, like, why add in, oh, there was a group of turtles who beat his or Kappa, or whatever you want to say. But then they show the scroll, and it's very poorly drawn versions of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So why, you know, like, why not have them look like Kappa, the the Japanese, like, mythological creature? 
I, it was just so bizarre. I it just seemed so confusing to add all in all these little things and be like, do they mean anything? No. And then at the end of the movie, Michelangelo tries to stay because he fell in love with a woman because he had Doesn't two conversations sense. with her. Does not make sense. No. He's just a horny fuck. It's bizarre. I mean, like, we, we know for a fact that this woman has no interest in him. There's no scenes that imply that she does. I don't know why he'd want to stay in this, like, land where all anyone's trying to do is murder him over and yes, over again. and that they don't have pizza. Like, you, that should have been how they got him to come back, is they should have been like, all right, you can stay, but you know there's no pizza, and he should have been like, ooh, I love pizza too much. You know, that would have been a funnier ending and more in line with the turtles. Yeah. You know, it's just, it felt really out of place he wanted to stay. Like, if they had had Raph be like, I don't want to leave, you know, I want to stay with this, you know, and help this kid or what, it would have at least felt like something, because he at least had some connection to a character. It was very bizarre. It was not good either. I think maybe that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think we land on, on the point that we're trying to make here uh, at this part in the podcast, which is, this isn't a good movie. It's not even a bad good movie. It is, it is demonstrably an hour and a half waste of your time. Yeah, I, if somebody said, would you would you recommend somebody watch this? I would, I would say no. I would only recommend watching this movie if, for some reason, you had a comedic podcast in which you watched the film adaptations of comic book movies. In that absurd scenario, yeah, then if that watch was, it. If that was your lot in life, a yeah. self-appointed sort of uh, if you had been If you had been cursed to forever do a podcast in which you'd watch movies like this, then yeah, go ahead and watch a movie like this. Otherwise, if you have free will and you um, and you aren't, uh, your soul is not tethered to the void, then yeah, I would say avoid this at all costs. Yeah, it was definitely not worth watching. <laughs> and just to, this is something I just wanted to look up real quick. This is the same year that Mask of the Phantasm came out. Like Ugh. an amazing animated thing with a somewhat, not super complicated, but somewhat complicated plot. And that movie was geared towards kids. And I got that movie, and it was amazing, and the plot's really good. So I'm just saying, turtles shouldn't think kids are dumb. That's my closing argument. Um, come back next week. We'll tell you what movie's going to be up next. Uh, God only knows what will force ourselves to <laughs> what new misery. I saw a movie the other day when I was looking for something, and I thought, oh, I should tell Ben that's on streaming, and we should watch it now. I can't Don't remember do what it was. Don't do it so, to me. Please don't do yeah, it. Yeah, so maybe maybe you dodged a bullet because it was not a good movie. Uh, but yes, come back next week. We'll talk about the movie. If you have movie suggestions, uh, feel free to leave them at SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, all slash N-A-O-S pod. So until next week. Ah, just no ending, huh? <laughs>